Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. And man, oh man, I am super stoked for what we are about to be rolling out here, a continual series of shows with uh, one of my best buds, Mr. Caleb Gwillums. Welcome to the show, brother. When when are you going to get my last name right, dude? <laughs> I feel like you, there's like, in, right when you say my last name, I'm, you're like, okay, I choke. It's like, like, it's like a pilot that like can't stick the lion, landing. <laughs> <laughs> um it is a pleasure being here i love Bro, you say dearly. say it, every it, time i'm like it's oh, I williams <laughs> it's williams williams not, not williams <laughs> it's so funny that i'm like one of my best buds that i don't know his last name <laughs> it's okay i i um i always like to tell people that my my parents got their last name butchered at their wedding um i have zero zero ego or care quite frankly in people getting my last name right so love you dude it's good to be here and i'm i'm pumped that we're doing this series on just money conversations yes there's so many questions that people are coming to me coming to you and um i just love that we're going to create this space where we're going to make money a conversation that people should be having not just with their business partners with their partners with their friends and really make make this more of a stewardship conversation Absolutely. That's exactly right. And hey, maybe we can even do like some fun, uh, like, like Dave Ramsey does, like you can call on in or maybe we'll do some things like that. Would that would be a blast. So it'd be a blast. Actually, if, for those listening, if that's something you would like to do, text us and let us know 727-472-3860. If you would participate in some of those live, what does he even call them? Just angry Dave's? I, I mean, happy, happy Caleb. I don't know. I just, like, I, this is what I'll say is um, both Riley and I are not going to just like, we will tell you the truth. And yes. so if you're afraid of the truth, it's probably something that you don't want to do, but it would be, it's a great idea. And I would love, absolutely love to hear your situation and be able to give you wisdom, ask questions that you should be asking yourself and really help you live. And, and as a result, help so many other people who may not be as brave as you coming on the show and be able to ask questions. So I think that's a great idea, man. All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna make that happen. But again, for those listening, text us if that is something you'd want to do. If we get at least one, I'm gonna make it happen. So <laughs> right on. Well, I want to dive into some. Let's dive into some meat of, of some really what's going on even in the marketplace today, brother. If if you're cool with that, because yeah. um, you know we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and. Um, God's given us the ability to create wealth. I've really believed that he's called us to uh, co-create with him as the original creator. He's, he's given us this ability to create incredible businesses and incredible uh, 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 pieces of art, if that's your thing. Whatever it is your gifting and your, your talent actually is, to put it to use. And for those um, that have the ability to make money, Right, that and we all have that that ability. Don't get me wrong there, but some of us may have that that understanding that that true gift where like you just know how to make it rain, and and which is fun, right? But also, there's this whole concept of stewardship that I think mm -hmm. a lot of us take for granted. Uh, I know I certainly did, and heck, there's even times to today when I'm still just like, how do I steward well? And so I want, I would love just to dive into just stewardship in general and certainly we can we'll talk about money uh right. but this can be related to anything whether it's your body your health 
uh, your relationships, just this understanding of stewardship. And uh, obviously, it's easy for us to equate that to mon- money, right? Especially if we live in America, uh, we're we're extremely blessed to live in this country, whether mm-hmm. you think it or not. Uh, do, no, do, no matter what political side of the well, if you're listening to this, I kind of have an idea of what political side that you're probably uh, leaning towards, uh, which is just common sense. Um, but <laughs> uh, right, right, Caleb, come on. That's yeah, uh, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> um, but but it, still, it, it, a lot of this does come back to we're extremely blessed to to have the ability to make money, uh, in mm-hmm. especially here in America, and what we do with that. And then what I love what you guys bring to the table at Better Wealth is like the leveraging of that and yeah. giving money multiple jobs uh, yeah. to to get the most out of it. Because if we're here, if we're called here to serve God and make money serve us, how in the world do we do that appropriately? Yeah. Especially, man, as we're going into, dare I say, recession. Are we yeah. in it yet? Are we? Yeah, in I it? mean, it's it. The the problem is the the government or. Um, unelected agencies um, <laughs> yes. and programs and power um, are just definitely um, putting their hand in a lot of things. And so I think um, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole and you understand how the Federal Reserve works and how interest rates works and how yes. you know people can just print money, it definitely um, it definitely has softened the quote unquote recession. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to stop trying to predict. Um, so yes, I can say that. You know, when you look at like the housing market, like try selling your house and try buying buying a house with interest rates. It's like at the time of this recording, there's not a lot of movement there. And so right. there will be a time where people will lose their job and their their inability to downsize is going to catch up. Um, but time and time again, the government has kind of bailed the situations out. And in my humble opinion, is making whatever the future situation worse but who cares because it's like that will just be the next person's problem and so i think we just we have to um have the mindset of like okay i can't control a lot of certain things and so i'm not going to worry about what the fed does i'm not going to worry about it because it literally says in matthew do not worry so i'm not going to worry about things that i can't control and i'm going to look at my own household economy and there's a couple of core principles that I think are really, really important for us to lean into. Like number one, understanding that our money or currency comes from value. And, and the, the best recession proof that you can have, best inflation protection you can have is being valuable. And I think uh, the moment that you are foggy about why currency is flowing to you with the value equation, um, you sh- that, should, that should be worrisome because that's something yeah. you actually can address and change. So it's like, okay, how can I make myself valuable? And then how can I leverage and amplify that value to my employer, to the marketplace? And, and how can I use leverage to um, take on certain risk, risk exposure? There's not a lot of people talking about this. A lot of people think when you use leverage, you're just increasing your risk. You can actually use leverage and, and take off some of the risk exposure because of leverage. And so it's understanding how can I think outside the box and how can I take you know certain certain risk of higher interest rates or potentially losing some income streams, potentially the market falling, potentially your inability to, you know, sell your house. How can I look at my personal economy and free some things up 
And it really all comes back to cash flow and being able to fund and finance what you truly want to do. And so I know I'm saying a lot, but, it, but at the end of the day, what I would encourage is understand the economics, but really understand it not to worry and you know, complain, but look within and say, okay, how can I take what's currently happening and how can I, what are the levers in my own life that I can shift around? And, and the, la the last thing I'll say, Riley, is, and I've been saying this for a while, when people saw that we had a ton of inflation, the number one thing that people are saying is like, don't let, you know, cash burn a hole in your pocket and invest and all that, you know, all, all this stuff. Put your money in crypto. Like, I knew so many people that put a ton of money in crypto because they could do no wrong and you're an idiot if you have your money sitting in cash. And I think inflation affects you if you have money sitting in cash long term. We sure. have a very, 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 very poor, um, we do a very, very poor job measuring time when we try to make decisions. And so people, a lot of entrepreneurs are freaking out because they have so much cash and inflation's eating it up. Well, really inflation eats it up over time. And what, what a lot of people are doing is they're putting money in places that are not liquid or have less liquidity, less control. And those things are dropping in value or because of where they are at, it eliminates a wise person to want to tap into that. And so now it could put you in a place where you have more debt than you should have, or that you're having to make a decision, or you're having to bring on a client that you really shouldn't work with, or you're having to do something that's not putting you in a good headspace because of, of a decision. So I'm a big fan of leaning into liquidity so that it can unlock you know, future wealth and opportunities. I know I said a lot, but those are my um, those are my frameworks and thoughts as I think of recession and where our yeah. mindset should be. That's good. So w what would be an example when you say leaning into liquidity? Um, give us an example of that or a version you said of using leverage. Le increasing leverage doesn't mean increasing risk necessarily. It could be yeah. mitigating it in, in that. So give, give us like a, a uh, just an example of what that would look like. Yeah, you're you're like me. You ask a question, but you ask like five questions in one. Yeah, so yeah. I'll right? do that. I'll do that because I'm <laughs> I I do the same thing. So an example of leaning into a liquidity is having six months to a year worth of liquid cash, yep. or or something like like high early cash value life insurance that you can yep. tap into. That if something happens to you, you're not panicking about oh I don't have the money to pay my mortgage or be able to pay use payroll because the moment that your mindset goes into there you're not you're not thinking about like creating value you're like thinking scarcity so right. when i mean lean into liquidity like have money saved and again the opportunity cost of that over a long period of time when you're taking an 8% interest rate like i understand it could be a couple hundred thousand dollars what i'm saying is like especially in these times there's times where you may want to have more savings than less we're entering in a season that you should not be afraid to have a little bit more liquid than you're comfortable with. Like, trust me, you'll be fine. And it will actually help you make more money in the long run. So that's, especially as a business owner. So that's, that's that example. A second example is, um, you know, how using like leverage to lower your risk ex exposure. An example of this is a 30 year mortgage versus a 15, a 15 year mortgage might, you might pay less in interest, but your payment is a lot higher. And so what happens if, you know, in a recession, you lose a client or things get harder, you have a cash flow strain of a higher amount, whereas a 30-year a mortgage, which is just, just a tool in the toolbox, and yep. just an example, especially if you could lock it in, you know, in past rates, now you have a smaller payment, 
if you wanted to overpay on that 30-year note, which I wouldn't recommend, but if you wanted to, you could go for it. Um, and it may not be as efficient if you did dollar for dollar and you actually paid off your house in 15 years, yeah. but you have way more control, you have way more cash flow, you have way more flexibility. And if you factor in opportunity costs and you make more than three or four or five or 6% on your money, you're actually way better off having the 30-year mortgage than the 15. That's an example of, of using leverage to lower your risk exposure. That's so good. I love that opportunity cost, which is, I think, something that uh, as an entrepreneur, something that we we may be aware of, but sometimes it's hard to even define like what that actually means. Um, for for Scott and I, we do uh, dinner seminars, right? So we're we send direct mail out, and uh, sometimes the the mail. Uh, the mail system is just not reliable, <laughs> right? So yeah. what's frustrating isn't even that I maybe even lost the $5,000 if the mail doesn't hit in time. It's the opportunity cost that I could have went and made $60,000 if that would have hit, right? So it's it's just something that I think that's, it's it maybe easier for an entrepreneur to understand that concept or that word, th those words of what that actually means, opportunity cost. Um, and I think that's a great example, man. Just uh, so let's just use my example that I'm, I'm living right now. I, so I have a couple million dollars of equity in my home here, our primary mm -hmm. residence, which is great. Um, however, I've been, I'm trying to tap into that equity, but interest rates right now are freaking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's not necessarily bad or good. It just is what it is. Right. And I have to take that uh, in, in taking a look at, okay, if I'm going to draw from that, what is the, what, what, what's my opportunity and it, does it still make sense for me to have a 10% line of credit, right? If I can or cannot invest into a certain, uh, program or business or something along those lines. So, uh, I think a lot of the concepts that we'll talk about, dude, it's just not, it's not necessarily good or bad. It is what right. it is. Yeah. And then based upon your situation, and this is why I think it'll be fun. Who used to do these call it? Was it Suze? Suze Susie Orman. Orman. Yeah, yeah. 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 I forgot about that show, bro. <laughs> Man, we, we should, this, I mean, Colin would be amazing because we that could be use fun. these same principles to speak into someone's life. Opportunity cost is probably one of the most important, important principles that you should like, it will help you be a better business owner and better investor because it's not just measuring like like you said it's not just measuring what what happened or what you actually lost it's it's actually measuring the second best thing that you could do with your time and money assuming that the first the first decision was the best and so sure. you know example a real life example is like i had an investment in into a company that i decided not to do for for a couple reasons but i wasn't just looking at like what i would have lost if it didn't go well but I was also thinking with what I know, with what I know about business and what I know about this, I could use this money in over here. And so it's not just like you said, the 5,000 that you missed out on, yep. it's, it's the relationships, the extra cash flow, the status, the extra equity growth, those all things. It's, so it's not just a one plus one equals two. It, there's a lot more that goes into the equation, but it's a good mindset to have because every decision we make has has a ripple effects and you, you should write that down because there's pros and cons to every decision you make. And if you don't understand that, you're probably uh, making poor decisions or you're probably unaware of so much of what life could offer you. 
Hey guys, if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs, then text the word KING to 727-472-3860. We host virtual and in-person get-togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word KING to 727-472-3860. Absolutely, man. And I think it is super helpful to get that outside perspective too, that maybe it, when we're in the thick of it, we can what, do the old Ben Ben Franklin close, like all the positives, all the negatives, right? Uh, but sometimes it's nice to get a fresh perspective of like, well, did you think about this or, yeah. or that? And so- um, because we can, we can develop analysis paralysis, right. And then prevent ourselves from making a decision, which yep. is not helpful in usually in any, in any situation, right. Action brings clarity. And sometimes it's just making that decision because whether it's the wrong decision or not, at least you found out quicker, right? right. If you're, if you just hop, if you're on the fence, you got to hop off on one side. And if it's the wrong side, it's easy to hop back on the other side. Yeah. Right. But if you don't know, it prevents us from actually taking action. So, dude, I so, want to talk about one thing you said uh, when we very first started. You mentioned the the Federal Reserve, mm -hmm. and I love talking about this with people that just aren't don't don't know what they don't know um, about what the Federal Reserve actually is, and certainly what it is not. Uh, and when I, man, when I was like 17 is when I first started to read about this and understand this and it rocked me. I was like, I, I, wait a minute, really? Are you kidding me? I mean, I just grew up in a small community and I just assumed everything was above, yeah. you know, like everything was transparent and it's just, uh, it, it's a, a government ran agency and that's just where money's printed. Right. Um, so it, we could probably talk about many episodes about this topic, uh, but give us a rundown, man, of what the Federal Reserve actually is, maybe who owns it, uh, who's a part of it at least. And uh, uh, for those that don't know, it might be some eye-opening, uh, you know, just understanding, I guess, of- I, of I think I think what I'll, what I'll do is I will, um, I think we should go back and forth because I, I don't feel okay. as confident to say like, you know, this is how the central banking system works. These are the people yeah. in control. Here's what I will say is when you understand that the Federal Reserve prints money and you understand that that's actually debt that we take on and you understand when a dollar bill says Federal Reserve note. Yes. And, you, and then you but look you at what Dave Ramsey out. talks about paying cash. It's actually impossible to pay cash in the system that we have after what was it 1913 when we went off the gold standard like so the the idea is you know we say pay cash but we're using debt yeah we're just using debt in a in a way and that's where like interest rates are so key and that's why opportunity cost is important because if you again 6% is a good example if 6% is the the bar then it's like am i anti paying cash no i would pay cash if 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 the 6% was the bar and i i could borrow more at 6 plus or pay cash then i'm putting 6% premium on using this form of paying right and if i use debt then then what i'm saying is i can get a better return instead of 
letting go of my money, keeping it and controlling it. And so um, I'll definitely read up what, what's the book the, the man from Jekyll Island. Yes. Uh, I'll definitely read, read up on that and we will have a, in the rabbit hole, or we can get our good friend Jeremy Roothouse on because he's uh, he's more of a historian as it relates to um, you know that. And just for all of you that don't know who Jeremy is, he's our head wealth coach at Better Wealth. Uh, he coaches um, any entrepreneur that wants to go through our uh, Better Wealth virtual family office program, and he is uh, he can go down the he can go down some rabbit holes. Um, and so that that that's what I'll say. I don't know if you have comments because I'm totally yeah. cool having this conversation. I I just don't want to. A lead anyone totally. astray. Um, yeah. Yes, absolutely. A couple things. Well, by the way, Jeremy is a freaking stud. Um, those within the King's Council uh, or the upper room have had many calls with him, uh, a, a phenomenal teacher as well. Yeah. So one thing, you, the, so the gold standard was abandoned in 1971. I just had to Google this. Um, so I want to make sure because I didn't want to want people to have the wrong information here. 1971. And of course, I Googled this. So we all know if it's on google it's correct right 100 percent correct wah, 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 yeah. right so but it, this was nixon. i'm shocked that you don't do duck duck go i think that i think we just exposed you i know oh man i do need to get get on the duck duck go um <laughs> which by the way duck let's just talk about duck duck here in minnesota bro you're in wisconsin you grew up in wisconsin did you yep. play duck duck goose or duck duck gray duck goose you, have you minnesota even heard of gray duck only- Minnesota is the only people on the planet that have this wrong, but I'm okay. We don't, we don't have to, okay. don't have to go. To- <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I grew up in South Dakota and it was duck, duck, goose. And I, I get to Minnesota here and it's like gray duck. What, what does it's, that even it's mean? It's like the definition of a bubble is that, <laughs> is what you just brought up. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what a gray duck is. You know? Right. Right. So Anyways, uh, 1971, uh, this is interesting. The gold standard was uh, abandoned to curb inflation and prevent foreign nations from overburdening, overburdening the system by redeeming their dollars for gold. So essentially, folks, in 1971, where when this piece of paper that has literally across it, as Caleb mentioned, Federal Reserve note, this is an instrument of debt. So for all you Dave Ramsey fans that that think cash is king and debt is dumb, you're literally utilizing debt uh, in the form of cash. So you're already, I don't want to say dumb, but uh, you're already operating. It's a, it doesn't even make sense. You're from, ignorant. You're that's, ignorant. That's there we go. Better. There we go. I like that, man. Um, but uh but interesting then, essentially, there's no backing to this. This is as worthless as the piece of paper that it's actually printed on unless somebody, as as Caleb mentioned earlier, puts a value to it, whatever that value is. that is, This right now happens to be $20, which certainly wasn't as valuable uh, or isn't as valuable today as it was, mm-hmm. you know, heck, a week ago even. I, I, can I even go buy a carton of eggs for that 20 bucks right now, Caleb? I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I couldn't Tennessee, tell you how much hard. eggs are, but yeah. I've, I see they're, uh, you know, they're like on the black market now for high dollar amounts. So that's a, that's a whole nother show. We could get you <laughs> talking about, talking about rabbit holes. Uh, why are, why are eggs so expensive? Right. It's not all about inflation. It, yes. Uh, but suddenly the farms start to catch on fire too. I don't know if you saw that one, but, um, a whole nother show again. So, uh, but it, it, essentially, what I do want people to know, though, 
Um, and I do have uh, what the, the Dr. Jekyll, uh, what is it? The island? Yeah. The yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Why can't I think of this now? I'm gonna have to Google this before. Uh, the man from Jekyll Island, right? I think that's what I that's what I have in my brain, but yeah. Uh, I'm the creature, the creature. creature. From there we go. Yes, there there you we go. go. Which I've started to listen to this like twelve times, and it's yeah. such a huge long book, but it's so great, such great concepts within yep. this. Just an understanding of, of really the Federal Reserve that the the, the large families that had put this together. Uh, this is not a government ran agency, folks. Nope. Just so you are aware, um, and it is. <laughs> I mean. It would have been great to be one of the families, right? But so I think the the point of this though is that much like the game of Monopoly, you know, it's we're 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 in the game whether we like it or not. And yep. I think the most important part of this is to understand the rules of the game. And I think that's what you guys do at Better Wealth so well with you know your entire team from uh, you know leveraging to understanding taxation. Uh, but especially as an entrepreneur and in understanding how we can play the game the most efficient within the rules yeah, and, I, and yeah. know why the rules were written, who they're for, uh, certain rules like why they penalize certain things and, and not certain things. It's just thinking about it from a understanding of who wrote the rules. And yeah. then when we understand that, then we can start to play the game uh, in our favor. Yeah, right. And, and congratulations, we just did like a month worth of content in one episode. <laughs> Here's what I'll say is coaching is actually very easy and efficiency is actually very easy. And the two things you need to have with efficiency is you need a desired result and then you need a process or something to be improved to get there. And and so that's all we try to do is like, Riley, what do you want? And let's let's actually like put that in writing and let's actually figure out what that is. So a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs are very general. We're not like we're not very clear about what we want, but once there's clarity around what we want, then it's then we just reverse engineer our time, our money, our relationships and our skill sets. And it's just it's like I was never good at puzzles, but it's essentially putting the puzzle together yeah. to best get the outcome or result that you want. And that's what's beautiful. It's it doesn't it's not what I'm saying, you know, gold is good or bad. I'm not saying 401ks are good or bad. I'm not saying life insurance is good or bad. I'm saying we should look at the lens of tools and figuring out what tools do I need in on on my team, on my side to get to where I want to go. And if you think about money as like fuel, if you think about money as tools, if you think about money as like resources, we become less emotional and, and you create tools and resources and fuel to get somewhere. Because just having it with no purpose is right. especially if we're going to call ourselves believers mm. i don't know there there's a reason why money doesn't solve all your your personal problems yeah um so all, all that to say like i feel like i feel so filled inside because we we've talked about so much and i also just bought the audio of the creature from jekyll island did you and so i'm going to be way more of an expert um next yes. time we talk yes so for the rest of you you guys should buy that as well and then uh, you can keep up with our cliff note versions that we'll we'll do on multiple other episodes here. Um, yeah, man. So I felt like we've talked about a lot. I'm not sure if anything actually hit home for anybody. So uh, what I'm going to say is 
Um, back to this concept of, of monopoly. And I, I, I think I made a, a social media post of this uh, maybe a month or two ago, but just really understanding, I love the game Monopoly. I, my 11-year-old plays it. She crushes me at it, which is like makes me so proud. Um, but it, it, so many of us as human beings, especially as Christians, as believers, we're, we're just call it, we're, we're like thwarted into this world of like, okay, money's bad. Um, also, I'm going to relate this to Monopoly. Going to jail is bad. So I'm going to just do my best to round this board game. I'm going to go round and round and round and round. And with our whole focus on collecting $200 and staying out of jail. Like, and, and if you understand the rules of the game, you will lose that game every freaking time. Unless you are uh, acquiring assets and it doesn't have to be real estate. It could be business assets. It could be uh, your own banking product assets. Uh, but if if you understand the rules of the game, there's way more to life than just living 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 years and staying out of jail and collecting a paycheck and then having nothing to show for it, right? Because again, I'm, this is for everybody, but if you are a believer, if you are a follower, if you have committed to a life of discipleship, that I'm submitted to Christ as my, my savior and my Lord, then there are a number of principles throughout the Bible that, that give us uh, real life examples of what we should do, right? Yeah. And, and one of those, it, the simple parable of the talents, it's like, hey, we're here not just to manage what we have, right? Not just to like keep what we have, but we are here to grow it. We are here to multiply it. One of the first mandates that we've been given is to go forth, to be fruitful, to multiply what we have. And I believe that's a heck of a lot more than just babies. Uh, that is a cultural component. Uh, and that's whatever we've been given, we should multiply that and have actual dominion on this earth. Culturally, we need to bring the kingdom culture across the entire freaking planet it starts here in america with us if you're listening to this thing but we do know that that happens by creating an, an incredible amount of wealth because it ain't gonna happen just by prayer it i'm just telling you it ain't right there's gonna be real life practicality by prayer uh we petition god for all sorts of things right but it it's we are not saved by our works but we are saved for good works and if you understand this and, and and understand really why the King's Council was even created, why Caleb and I have aligned with, with Better Wealth in the King's Council, we've married these two uh, uh, kingdom concepts together here. That's really what we're doing and what I know we're going to continue to do and build out through multiple other episodes as we do this thing together. So, brother, I'm so appreciative of you and, and what you guys are doing with Better Wealth, and I'm so pumped for the King's Council family to really join with the, the wisdom, uh, the knowledge, the expertise that you guys bring to the table here to truly make a difference for believers um, that want to not just sit back and, and be bystanders, but that actually want to do those good works. Dude, we're, we're on the same team. We're rowing in the same direction. We're focused on different ways to move the needle in people's lives and we're better together. And so, man, thank you. And yes. um, this is going to be, it's going to be a fun series. It's going to be fun. So for those that are listening, if you want to know, hey, what, what who's this Caleb? Gwil, Gwil Yums? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's this Caleb go. Williams guy? Um, uh, you want to check him out more. Here's the deal. It, we made it super easy for you. Text 
better wealth. So the words better wealth to 727-472-3860. We're going to line up uh, a, a page there where you're going to find more about Better Wealth, everything that they're bringing to the table, providing for uh, you listeners within the King's Council podcast, the King's Council family. They've got some incredible tools and resources available for you uh, and just get to know them more. And Caleb's got his own podcast, all sorts of great, great content that they're delivering. But show up uh, for this podcast. We're going to have him on at least once a month here moving forward to talk about these money principles we got to come up with a good good name for this man and yeah, well we and and i'm fired up about if you're if you're brave enough to come on and get get financially naked yes. and you're gonna not only not only are you gonna have two people that will be able to speak into your life that are very hard to get in front of and you by you being brave enough to do that you're gonna help so many other people so i just i, I sincerely hope people take take us up on that offer because i think that is where where our our greatest giftings are um is is being able to really roll up our sleeves live and and have people be able to work with us yes we're gonna do it we're gonna make that happen but just so where we can remain confident in this text us let us know if you'd like to participate in that again 727-472-3860 caleb love you brother and uh, for those listening, we will catch you guys on the next episode. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860.